from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. This is Conversations with Olivia Jade, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations. I'm your host, Olivia Jade, and I am really, really excited for this episode because it's one of my best friends who's coming on as my guest. I have known this girl since basically birth. Our moms worked on a TV show together. She's one of my oldest friends. We were kind of forced to be friends and then just hit it off at a really young age and yeah kind of been stuck with each other ever since so with that being said please welcome natasha beret hey Hey, buddy what's up what's up buddy how we feeling we're feeling good how are you you look pretty thanks you look pretty too um this is gonna feel like a facetime for us yet again Last time Natasha yeah. and I went Instagram live, we like forgot we were live and we're just talking like Literally just nonsense. Talking to each other. Um, but for those that don't know you, do you want to introduce yourself, what you do, who you are? Hi guys. Take I'm it Natasha away. <laughs> Hi guys. I'm Natasha Bray. I am 23 years old. I do a lot of different things. I act, I do music, YouTube, I wrote a book. I'm kind of I'm kind of all over the place a little bit, but I just love sharing my life on social media and um, getting to know you guys and um, hopefully making a positive impact into younger girls' lives through socials. Yeah. You wrote a book? Yeah. Let's be real. When I was like 17. Why do I not recall this? 
Hello. Did it? I wrote it. I wrote it when I was like 17, right out of, um, right out of, uh, high school. And what was it about? Um, it was basically about being real in a time period where I feel like, well, I still feel like this is super true for anyone, any age, but with social media and growing up, I felt like I had to be so perfect online and have this image and persona that was like squeaky clean and edited and like face tuned and like all this stuff. And I feel like a lot of people, I weren't talking about real life situations, whether it be with boys or periods or family issues or mental health or whatever. And I would literally go on YouTube to find answers because none of my friends would talk about it. None of my family members were really talking about it. And so I kind of wish that I had like this older sister that would have told me all of the tea and all this stuff. So I just wrote it kind of from my personal experiences, the good and the bad of just like life when I was a teenager and what it was like. And I was so young and I look back and I'm like, I don't even know if any of my advice was good, but it was good. I'm sure it was, it was fun. Like, you know, doing it in the moment, but I would never write another one. So, (laughs) okay. one (laughs) One and done. Great. When it's done, maybe when I'm older, but like definitely I'm so not, I'm so not uh, a writer, you know, yes, a writer, but like <laughs> some people, I'm so, you know, some people are more like audible. Some people are more visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm definitely not, uh, I, I can't really put my thoughts on the paper that quickly. I feel like my mind moves so fast. So doing something like this is really fun, but writing a book was so challenging. Yeah. And I feel like nowadays there's so many ways to get like advice through to people through social media and through video and talking, which like me and you Mm -hmm. obviously love to do is just like talk to people and talk to a camera. And, um, but a book is a, I haven't even thought about that part of uh, life yet. I honestly feel like I like the idea of doing a podcast better because it's still all the same stories and it might not be as like crisp and clean the wording of it all, but it's just still the same like raw and realness that you would have in a book, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Well, for those of you that don't know, Natasha and I have known each other since we were, what, like literally I was probably like one and you were two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Our moms were on a show together. They were on Full House and Natasha's mom played DJ and Mm -hmm. my mom played Aunt Becky and that's how we met. Well, I mean, we weren't alive. We weren't (laughs) alive yet. We didn't meet on set, but yeah, we, that's how we met. We just met. Where did we meet? Like, where did they introduce us when we were kids? I don't know. I, Jeff's? I don't know, but like. Probably Jeff probably Franklin's is. house. Yeah. You guys, when we were I little, mean, the, the creator <laughs> of Full House, Jeff Franklin, had the, or he still has the house, but it, we just thought yeah. it was the coolest house in the entire world. I mean, it is. The it coolest is. House. It's yeah. the coolest house ever. Like, I would, I would, I would like to just die there. It's amazing. No, I told you this. Remember when we were together the other weekend and I used to convince my mom, like, can I please have my birthday party at yes. Jeff's house? And I was like 10 years Will old. Will you tell them the Mac story about how he asked? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, Jeff has the most beautiful house I, I've ever seen. Like water say, slides, like, oh, shark yes. tanks. Yes. And uh it's just stunning. Like the view, everything, you can't beat it. Honestly, when we were younger, it felt like Disneyland when I would go there because I was like, this is so fun. And I'm with all my friends and my, my youngest brother, Max, um, he was just obsessed with that house. And I think at one point he literally asked my mom, like, can Jeff be my godfather so that I can live here if something happens to you guys? And it's I don't just even think so Jeff, genius. 
I know. And I don't even know if Jeff's like agreed, but he like is aware of it because my mom's like, all right, I guess Jeff's your godfather. Like if something happens, we'll <laughs> go there. It's such a smart outlook though for Max to have at that young of an age. Like here, let me just think about oh, it. If God forbid something happens to my mom or dad. <laughs> who who can uh, parent me? Oh, the guy with the sickest house oh, in all of LA. Yeah. And it's funny because if anyone who would have think that like it would be Max, you yeah, know, like for that's sure. For sure. So that's like a little background, obviously, as to how we know each other. And then, I mean, we've been friends for ever since then for our entire lives. Like, I would say that, you know, those types of friends you have for so long in your life, you don't need to see or talk to them every day for Mm -hmm. the entire time of your friendship. But like right when you're back together, it's nothing's changed. 100%. That's how I feel like we are with each other. Yeah. Um, So I took to Instagram and obviously you did too. I saw um to get some questions this is a good one of somebody how they um phrased it somebody said how is life living in the spotlight and the pressure of being a celebrity's kid is your goal not to be blank's daughter and be known for something else I really love that question um I don't know how you feel about it but for me growing up uh I always felt since I was super little that I was like Candace's daughter And I think especially because with acting, it's something that like, I'm so passionate about and I love, and that's also what my mom just happens to do. I had to start separating myself at a certain age and really trying to like form my own identity. And that can be really hard when you get boxed into that. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's funny because I think a lot of people too think that I saw my mom acting and was like, oh, that's what I want to do. But I never even saw my mom on set. Like, I didn't even really see her work till I was probably like 10 or 11. And by then I already knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. So um, I feel like it's, uh, I feel like it can just be difficult to find your own identity or know what your identity is, but then still have people look at you for something else. Right. Do you feel that way at all? I mean, I know it's different because your, your career is so different than what my mom does in, yeah, in, in the acting sense. I think for me, I mean, I never even initially expected or wanted to be in the public eye when I was younger. Like when I started my YouTube channel, I did not think that was going to garner like any sort of following. I didn't think that um, I would be written about in news outlets like paparazzi. None of that. That never even had Mm -hmm. crossed my mind. Um, I just knew I really liked makeup and fashion and filming it on Mm -hmm. YouTube So for me, it was never really an issue because I felt like when I was younger, especially, it was really fun when I would get invited to events, I could bring my mom as my date and I would be like super Mm -hmm. proud of it. I think that's why I enjoy social media so much to try to have people like know me on my own Mm -hmm. and to be like, you know, this is obviously something I grew up with or these are the people that I'm friends with or have family members, but this is me and uh I feel like both of us also too are very independent and like have our own just our own situations going on so I always want people to feel like you that you could know me for me and not me for someone else that's like my biggest pet peeve you know yeah totally agreed it's so true from BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Another person asked, um, just changing the topic a little bit. This was just, I think this isn't really a question because I said topics or questions. And I think this one just wanted advice on the overall uh, statement of boy problems and toxic friendships. But I've also seen other questions about like, how do you find good friends and how do you find genuine people and stuff like that. And I feel like me and you talk about this all the time off camera, regardless. I was just about to say, we talk about this So this could be easy for us. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you want to start with boys or friends? I know. I was going to say which one. Let's let's, start with boys. Let's start with boys and then end with friends. Friends. Okay. Um, I think I don't really know, obviously, the specific of this person's boy problem, but I would say rule of thumb as I've gotten older, what I've just learned in general is fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice, shame on me. Um. Yeah. And I think that's just such a truth. Like, 
I'm not literally counting like, oh, they messed up once and now I'll forgive them. Now the second time they messed up again, now I have to leave. But it's more just like in the grand scheme of a situation. If somebody does something that is deliberately and just kind of intentionally harmful to you and then you kind of let it go or you you make amends and and then it happens again and then again and then again. I don't think that's just like having a boy problem anymore. I think that's just maybe not your person. And I learned that the hard way in relationships growing up like it's just staying around and trying to make things work and because sometimes letting go can be so painful and it really can feel like a death especially with guys like that you're into because it's not it's never really like just a friendship that you can just go back to right exactly so it can be so hard but I think my main advice would be like you will be better for it and if anything you can take away something and that you've learned from that experience and that relationship and know what you want and set certain boundaries in the future i think setting boundaries for yourself in any relationship whether it be romantic or friendship is so important mm-hmm. and my whole thing is that i always feel that i want to be 100% on my own i want to be confident in who i am and i want to be doing fun like if i never find anybody if i never have any friends like i'm good on my own right I know me, I love myself. If someone else can come alongside and add to that, amazing. But if you're not adding anything to my life, if you're not encouraging me, if you're not, not necessarily benefiting me in like a material way, but just encouraging me, bringing, uplifting my spirits, like being a positive impact, then I just don't need it. And that goes for any friendship. And that also goes for relationships with boys. Mm -hmm. And I think the boys want, I'm a little less, cutthroat when it comes to like relationship with boys rather than friendships if I have someone who's remotely toxic I'm like you're out one strike you're done for me like I just don't have I don't have the tolerance or the patience but I think with boys there's something about having feelings for someone and uh, you form this attachment that sometimes even if like you know it's a little bit toxic you're like oh I just don't want to let this go because because you're also blinded you're blinded by like love like that's a real thing (laughs) 100% and I know even just like from personal experience, like obviously, you know, like recently just having to make hard choices because you know that it's going to, at the end of the day, benefit you Mm -hmm. and it's it's what needs to happen, but it doesn't mean that it's like hard and that you don't like, you don't struggle with it. You know what I mean? But when you know it's good and you're making the right decision to break off a relationship with someone because at the end of the day, it's just, it's not the right fit it's so key to have friends that are like pushing you and encouraging you to be like, no, like you, you're doing the right thing. Right. You know, don't get discouraged about the temporary feelings of heart, heartbrokenness or is that a word? Yeah. Like heartbreak. That? Yeah. Heartbreak or whatever. And that's the same thing with friendships. Yeah, I agree. I think also my sister always says this and she's like preaches this and she said it on the podcast before too. And kind of what you were saying, but it's so true. Like you, you do want to feel so secure within yourself that if you didn't have somebody, you would be okay. And especially if you do have somebody that's healthy and it's just life, like the one thing we can count on is change. And so let's say your relationship ends friendship, specifically like a boyfriend, maybe, or a girlfriend, you don't want to lose those other people that you have in your life and give all this energy and time to one person. So in case, God forbid, it does end, then you're kind of left with nothing and you're starting like below than what you were even at your starting point. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's so easy to get, especially if it's like your first love, at least from my experience when I was younger, like my first boyfriend, like all I wanted to do was hang out with him and spend yeah. all my time with this boy. And I like totally, I just like kind of let go of my friendships. I just didn't make as much of an effort. I didn't uh, incorporate them in my relationship. Like I was just kind of like doing my own thing. 
And as I've gotten older, I've realized it's so important to find that balance of like, yeah, you can be with somebody, but don't leave the people that care about you and that are there for you, um, like hanging. I also think that the right relationship, uh, boyfriend or girlfriend, or even in friendships come at the times when you're most secure in yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel like even last year, I, I was probably like the lowest point mentally for myself last year I just like wasn't happy with the person I was like I just wasn't feeling happy at all and um and I was honestly chasing like different friendships or relationships as validation right and coming into this year I have a whole different perspective totally different outlook where I'm like honestly at the highest I've ever been in terms of like my mental health and just the way that I feel and view myself and like telling myself daily affirmations and all that stuff where now I feel like I'm also attracting those people who are going to bring that to me. And I'm not chasing something or chasing this validation from someone else where then I am like losing all of the good people around me. And I feel like it's always when you're not looking for it, that those positive people come into your life because you really are attracting that energy. 100%. Like I could not agree more. If you're at a good place in your life, the chances of more amazing people coming in are a lot higher than Mm -hmm. if you were sitting at home all sad and Uh, feeling Mm -hmm. like really down on yourself, you're not going to attract positive people because people want to be around people that are uplifting. You know what I mean? And I think that's even just with friendships, like just kind of segueing a little bit. I think it's so important to make sure your relationships are ones that inspire you and that you're learning from somebody or that you're excited to be around them. And you have just like an uplifting feeling when you're around these people, because at the end of the day, it's so important when you spend so much time with a person, they are going to rub off on you. And in any toxic relationships I've been in, it's, it's interesting. My family, people that know me the best will be like, you seem so different in that, in that situation versus how you are now or in this. And, um, whether it's friendship, a boyfriend, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's so true. Like you really do start to become the people you're around. So make sure those people are positive and inspiring to you. Um, I fully agree. I think that's also the one thing that my parents have done a super good job of encouraging me about is whoever I like, I really do believe that you become who you surround yourself with. And my parents are really quick to be like, Hey, I see that you started hanging out with this person. And I don't know if you've noticed, but like you started acting different or vice versa. So for me now in my friendships, I keep a super close circle of people that I just trust. And I know that are going to, you know, bring positivity into my life and love and all of that stuff. But I'm a lot more conscious of it now where I only really want to invest in friendships and relationships that are going to better myself. Like if you're not pushing me in my friendship Mm -hmm. or in my relationship with you, then like, what is the point? Like I, I want to, I want to be challenged. I want to be pushed so that I can be a better person so that you can be a better person. And overall, I feel like when you, when you can grow together, that's just so key. Yeah. I could not agree more. So somebody asked kind of just about like dieting is such a hard word. Yeah. You know, who, who did I just see an interview? Oh, I think it was Kanye West. He's like, I call it living instead of because dieting has the word dying. Dieting. (laughs) I don't like the word dieting, but I obviously have a diet. Like there, you know, everyone has a diet of like what they're eating, but I'm not necessarily dieting. Right. So I guess we could start people ask like what we were doing to stay in shape or like a workout routine. And then like what we typically eat. Yeah. Well, we've been working out consistently for like two weeks together. I worked out this morning. 
Did you? I didn't. I'm going to work out later though. I worked, I got Um, up at like seven because I, here, let me tell you guys, this is my diet. I had a whole box of pizza (laughs) to myself last night. And so I woke up feeling really sick and I just had to go run it off. Um, did you do the, did you do the routine? Yeah. I basically, for my little routine, I just go on the treadmill. This treadmill has like a setting in it, which it changes the speed it inclines for you every minute. So it's interval training. So I'll like jog and then I'll sprint and then it'll walk and then it'll turn the incline up and I'll be running again. And then I'll do that for like 30 minutes. That's my workout routine. And then like abs. abs. Yeah. We do like a 10 minute hourglass ab workout on YouTube or we do, um, one time we tried doing we'll a dance, do like, a dance class. I was about to say, we did a little Zoom. We did two Zumba dance classes. That was so funny. Oh it actually God. was really fun. It was fun. We should do that again. I know. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. 
Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. I think, honestly, for working out, for me personally, it is... It's really hard because I think just growing up in LA, I have such a negative perception of working out and eating right because I I associate it with wanting to look a certain way. And I think recently as I've gotten older, I found that when I focus my my thoughts more on the fact that like, I'm going to feel good and I'm going to feel healthy and I'm going to have more energy and I'm not going to be so groggy um, by working out. I enjoy it so much more. And the same with eating clean. It's like, if I'm just eating clean and trying to force myself to have salads and stuff and never giving myself like a little break or a cheat day or a cheat week or whatever it is, like, it's just never going to work for me. But if I'm thinking about it, if I change my mindset and I'm like, I'm doing this because like, I want to feel good. And there's also ways to eat stuff that's healthy that doesn't feel like you're eating plants out of the ground um which I think is so important too is to just find stuff that you genuinely enjoy doing like I found that I really do like interval training on this treadmill so Mm -hmm. I've been really motivated to get up and do that and then I feel really good internally after which keeps the motivation I couldn't agree more I think growing up uh having a father who was a professional athlete and having everyone in my family on like the male side be an athlete I was taught at such a young age about healthy lifestyle and healthy living and I'm really blessed and privileged that I was able to learn that information because now the way that I view and always have like working out eating healthy it is such a gift and a a privilege that I'm able to do that and Mm -hmm. to be able to move my body and like uh fuel it with clean foods and stuff like that but I feel like a lot of the culture is almost sees healthy eating and working out as almost like a punishment to look good or to uh, achieve a specific appearance. And I wish that, I wish that society would kind of change that perspective of it's not that you have to work out and you have to eat healthy. It's that you're able to, and like you can, and it's Mm -hmm. really good for you. And it's something that you should like want to do because it's not necessarily always about looks it's definitely not for me. I think for a while, maybe it, when I get really obsessive about it it could be, but now it's just like, if I wake up, I want to be able to move my body, work out and feel it with good food and know that it's just affecting my, not only physically the way that like my health is, but my, my mental health. I know every single time that we go to the gym or, you know, we go work out or do something like I leave in such a good mood. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I got it done. I feel better. My endorphins are out and I'm, you know, releasing all of that negative energy. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like a lot of people have that mentality about it. I know, um, like one of my best friends, she, she always kind of talks about it and like wishes that she had that shift in her mind of seeing it differently. And, um, I don't know. I just feel like that's a really important part, uh, yeah. to living a healthy lifestyle is to have the like mentality shift. For sure. It's so important. Cause also for me, like I, um, I, I feel like this is just kind of common of growing up in LA and then being on social media at such a young age. Cause 
I, I can't even imagine being a kid right now. Like I thought we had, I remember when Instagram first became a thing. I was what, probably 13. I would think I was in like sixth yeah, or seventh I grade. Even, I didn't even get, yeah. Cause I was like, I didn't get Instagram until I was 15. You knew shit was going to go downhill when people, and this was like the first week of Instagram being a thing. And I swear, like, if you remember, you remember, but when you hit like 11 likes and you would get all jazzed up because it would be double digits instead of having all the mm -hmm. names on the screen. I'm like, now I look yep. back at how excited I would get if I had double digits on my likes. And I'm like, wow, oh, I was 12 years old already, like seeking validation mm -hmm. from a double digit yeah. number, like, of course, this is all going to go downhill. But I mean, it's it happened really quickly. And it's just so easy to compare yourself. And especially when you see people living this healthy, perfect, beautiful lifestyle on their social media of them working out all the time and eating all these clean foods. And it feels like, okay, well, I don't have a all white, perfect apartment. And I don't have this perfect grocery store I can go to and get the cleanest produce. So instead, I'm going to do the exact opposite when in reality, you don't need all of that to just live a healthy life, you will feel so yeah. much better. And it's just like starting with the most basic things of like, take a walk in the morning and listen to a 30 minute podcast about something inspiring. Like, you just have to start. You know, that was one of that was and we talked about this this is one of my new year's resolutions i i think when i think about working out or being healthy i'm like oh it has to be all or nothing mm -hmm. like i can't do something little like if i'm gonna work out i have to do a full workout for an hour and it has to be hard training and all this right. stuff and if i'm gonna eat clean then i can't have pizza for the whole week or i can't have whatever and uh, my New Year's resolution this year was just every single day, wake up and for 20 minutes, do something active. It could literally be a walk around the block. It could be taking a Pilates class. It could be, you know, literally just doing anything, taking a bike ride. Or if I want to do a hard workout, do a hard workout, but just starting somewhere and being able to like be active in some way, shape and form is so good for your physical body, but also your mind. Like, I just don't know what I would do without physical activity, because for me, it's, it affects the way that my day goes every day consistently. Yeah. I don't know if you feel the same way. I totally feel that way. And also I think it's just so, it's so easy to look at like Tosh or myself or somebody that is on social media that puts out this like incredible lifestyle. Cause I I've talked about this before publicly, but I feel like a hypocrite. And I also feel like I don't think I'm lying by posting my best moments, but it's like, I definitely am not going to show when I'm like crying or I feel really insecure. And I just want people, especially young girls and guys that watch or listen to this podcast to know that like, it's super normal to feel like you don't have your life together and that um, you, it's like so easy to compare yourself to other people on social media and online. And I do it all the time. Like take it from me. I could eat poorly for one day and wake up with like the worst guilt ever and just want to beat myself up for it. And it's just like, I swear it's just because of the society we live in and these pressures and standards we have that we like need to live up to certain expectations. But I, I know what it feels like to just be like, oh, I'm uh, like, I'm nothing. I'm so like down on myself and I can't even get it together. And I, you would never expect that or see that on my social media. But if you talk to me or know me or you or anybody really just human beings in general, like nobody mm -hmm. has it figured out and nobody like is completely secure within themselves. Even the people that you think are the most beautiful, secure, honest, whatever it is, like everybody's struggling inside. I can guarantee that. 
Also, social media is such a highlight reel. You're literally mm-hmm. posting the 0.1% of your, you know, day or your camera roll or whatever it is. And of course, we're going to post the best photos that we have. We're not, you know, if we're feeling bloated or we're not feeling cute one day, it's like the odds of us posting a photo from that day is not very high. You right. know what I mean? We're posting it on the days that we're feeling the most confident or whatever. So I try to remind myself of that all the time because I see girls on social media who might be skinnier than me or have a better body or have clearer skin than me or whatever my like insecurity is for that day. And I'm immediately just, I compare myself so quick and then I have to realize, okay, this is literally a highlight reel. This is taken from one moment of one day of how many years, you know, everyone goes through this type of stuff. And I really admire and want to do this more, even just on my own social media, like just, I have a few of friends who are super, super transparent on their socials, whether it be on their stories or their posts of just showing those raw moments. Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel more comfortable to have them and not necessarily about anything specific, but if I, if, for example, like my, my skin, I've always had um, like issues with my skin and I feel like every girl on Instagram has like amazing flawless skin and you know with makeup maybe I can achieve that but like if I don't have makeup on like I you know might have acne scars or whatever breakouts and when I see some of my favorite you know influencers or actors or whoever post things on their social media where I can see their raw skin and it's real it makes me more more comfortable and more confident to go okay this is actually normal yeah and you know everything that I'm seeing online isn't I shouldn't take it for face value and so I feel like moving forward more people need to do that and more people need me included like me I need too. to be more raw and real because I know that there's people who will look at you and look at me and think oh my gosh their life is so perfect in the meanwhile me and you talk about our insecurities you know all, all the, time. the time yeah it's so true um I think we can wrap up after this but I want them to know like upcoming stuff that you're doing or anything fun that you've been up to that you want to share with the the audience that doesn't know you or doesn't follow you yet um, well, you guys can check me out on YouTube at Natasha Beret. She's also a TikTok I- star. <laughs> She's a TikToker. Oh my God. I need to tell this story. No, Olivia. Please. When we're at, just at the, at the, at Bryce Hall's roast that, um, with the bartender, can I please tell that story? I was crying. I forgot about that. The fact that the two of them happened back to back and they're both like, not what I like want to be known for is just very funny. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we were at the Bryce Hall's roast and we were getting a drink at the bar before it started, like mingling, whatever. And this bartender was so sweet. He came right over to us, got her, asked whatever we wanted. And then he points at Natasha and he's like, hey, I know you. Like, I'm such a fan. And then you go, really? And he goes, yeah, from the voice. And your face went from like, Oh, he's a fan to from the voice. Just like, it looked like somebody shot her. Like she just like went completely blank and was like, Oh, <laughs> Oh. And then he was like, yeah, cry me a river. Like, I, and it's one of the songs Natasha performed. Wasn't that like your battle yeah. song? Yes, yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah. and I'm, I'm a little tipsy off my wine, like thinking this is the greatest thing ever. I pull up my iTunes. I show them that I have cry me a river downloaded yeah. from her battles. I'm like, same. Oh my God. It was my favorite performance. But it's just really funny because that's not something that you ever talk about that you were on The Voice. No. I forgot you were on The no, Voice. It's, it's something I'm like mortified about. So why? The fact that he like brought it up because it was, I just, that whole experience for me was just so not it. I just, I did not 
Like, do you feel like oh, yeah. you weren't there musically as to where you are now that you wish you didn't like show show your talent at that early on in your life? Or do you just feel like, why the hell did I go on The Voice? No, both. <laughs> to be honest with you, I didn't even want to go on. I literally didn't want to go on the show at all. The only reason that I went on was because there was this thing my mom told me earlier in the year. She was like, if, some, if there's an opportunity that comes and it scares you, you should say yes, just because it scares you. And this opportunity got brought to me while I was still in high school. And I was like, well, this is the perfect time to take that advice. <laughs> and like, this scares the crap out of me. So let me do it. But um, I did it. And I had the worst nerves of my life. Like I literally both, both performances, I sobbed my eyes out probably 10 minutes before I went on, like, was just so out of my comfort zone, not the music part, but just like to be judged in that capacity. Yeah. Like it just it really terrified me and to know that like everyone was going to watch this. So now I'm just mortified by it because I, I think I did a terrible job and like, no, you didn't people would like know or like think that I could, that that's like what I sound like compared to now. Right. Um, so, but I mean, I, you know, it was a good growing experience, but when people say like that they've seen or they watch and I'm like, I feel bad for you. I'm so sorry. Like, I thought you did so well though. Like, obviously, you're going to be your own harshest critic, but like from somebody that right, doesn't right, sing right. and obviously I know that you've grown as a singer exponentially since yeah, you were in high school, yeah. but yeah. it was still amazing. Like you didn't do a bad job by any means. <laughs> like you killed Thank it. You. <laughs> I could never. But yeah, that was very funny. Anyway, so I literally was like my heart dropped. It was really funny. And then a few days before she was out and somebody said uh, she was her favorite TikToker. Favorite. TikTok and Natasha just like all she cares about is acting this girl like all she was she is so appreciative <laughs> of like the art of acting and theater and like doesn't care about the fame aspect like you just love yeah. the craft and so the fact that you got noticed for being a TikToker and on the voice is just on voice all time I remember I remember I called my mom after um the TikToker one and she was just laughing she was just dying and she thought it was the funniest thing it was like that's so cute and nice and I was like I know but it like, was really anything. sweet like it's a super sweet oh, compliment so sweet. oh the it's sweetest. just hysterical that like it was I you I think it's also <laughs> funny because now there's so many there's just so many different platforms YouTube and TikTok and like actually being on screen there's so many like different places that Every single time uh, that someone will come up, I'm like, I never know what it's from. Yeah, <laughs> like which which social media are we about to talk about? <laughs> which one do you know me right now? That's it's so funny. funny. It was very sweet of both of them. So anyway, guys, so if you ever see Natasha out, make sure you go up to her <laughs> and say, "I loved you on the Voice, and you're my favorite TikToker." And TikTok. So please, it would actually make my day. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Tosh. You're the best. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Guys, make sure you tune in to next week's episode as well, because we're going to do a little part two series where we, our thing, I think since we've been kids has been like, we both have been super into just like skincare, beauty, makeup, just that yeah. whole realm of life. Me and her have always just gone along mm -hmm. and really bonded over that since we were literally like 10 um, yeah. so we wanted to do a whole nother little mini episode, um, the following week about beauty and our skincare routines and our favorite products. And we'll make it quick and cute and helpful for those that are maybe just getting started with beauty and need some advice from people that have tried nearly everything under the sun. Um, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Make sure you're following Natasha on her social media. It's just her name at Natasha Bure. Mm -hmm. And anything else you'd like to say? Um, I have a new Aurora Tea Garden movie coming out on February 20th on the Hallmark Channel. So oh, yes. 
Tune in. Yes. I forgot about yeah. that. That's That'll really exciting. Yeah. She plays her yeah. mom as a flashback, which I think is, oh, am I allowed yeah. to say that? Yeah. That's fine. I play, I play the younger her. I just think it's, I mean, it's genius because you are identical, but I'm so excited to yeah. watch. It'll be fun. I'm really excited. I haven't done any sort of, this one was super spooky and haunted and like horror vibes, which I haven't done anything like that before. So it'll be really fun to see how it turned out. Hallmark Channel, Feb 20th, you said? Yep. Yep. Great. Tune in, guys. Thank you so much. Love you, Tosh. Thank you for coming on. Love you. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.